Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Boom, here we are, episode 203 of Private Club Radio. It's Monday morning, it's November 18th. It's a little chilly here in Florida, actually. I've got my little pullover on. It's 53 degrees. And it's very cold all over the country, so probably not a lot of golf being played. And that, that might be a good thing for me because let me tell you a story about what happened to me at the club championship this weekend. I've been playing pretty good. I've been doing the show, so I've been playing quite a bit of golf, doing the Let's Play Through show on YouTube and feeling pretty confident. In fact, I played a, a scramble on Thursday and played really well. I was putting really, really, really well. So feeling full of confidence. I had a nice warm up before I, I teed up. I was the first tee time of the morning. So I had the 7.50 tee time at the club and I was actually the first person to have the tee box. So I was really excited to set the tone for the tournament. Feeling really good. Get up there, put my put my tee in the ground, put the ball on my tee, take a little waggle on my club, pull it back, come through, boom, topped it <laughs> right in the water. In fact, it's the only hole on the entire course that if you do that, it's going to go in the water. So I'm starting off the tournament hitting three. <laughs> and that was, uh, that was tough. That was some adversity. But the, the thought that kept going through my head the entire time was you can't lose a tournament on just one hole. Everyone at, at some point in these 36 holes is probably going to have a bad hole. In fact, there were some really bad holes. I heard about 11s and things out there. But I just kept thinking to myself, you can't lose the tournament on one hole. On the flip side of that, you can't win the tournament on one hole. But the lesson to me is, you know, it's about longevity. It's about, it's about continually putting out the consistent effort. You're going to have good ones. You're going to have bad ones. But you cannot let either adversity or victory really affect your mindset and the goal of the finish line. I ended up finishing the tournament tied for third, and I think I lost uh, being in the money going to matching cards. I didn't, I honestly didn't play all that great, but there was other times during the tournament where I, you know, I hit one out of bounds and somehow came back and made a five. Things like that where you just had to keep your head in the game because you can lose it. You can go on tilt. So I just thought that was a little lesson to share with you this, this morning that uh, if you've had some adversity, that is not the end-all be-all. As well as if you've had a few wins, that's not the end-all be-all. It's about the long game. So that's what I wanted to share with you this morning. We've got two really, really fabulous guests coming on today. We've got Steve Graves from Creative Golf Marketing, who's going to talk about their software platform to help your club and its membership retention efforts. It's a really interesting piece of software that I hope you will stick around to hear all about. And after that, we're going to have Justin Baer of Member Text, another piece of software, text platform that he's put together that will help your club when you've got natural disasters, just like when we had the California fires here that we all heard about last month, their platform can help your members stay notified of what's going on, keep them safe, as well as keep them up to date about things that are happening around the club. So it's a wonderful piece of technology that you've got to hear about. Make sure you stick around after Steve's interview to hear about that one. All right, without further ado, let's bring these two gentlemen on and enjoy. Well, it's my pleasure to welcome back onto the show once again, Mr. Steve Graves, president of Creative Golf Marketing. Steve, how are you today? 
Doing wonderful. Thank you, Gabe. I appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, Steve. Great to have you back on. You've been on you've been on the show a couple times, and last time you were on about a year ago, and you were just launching the activity level indicator. We talked about it at the National Club Conference. And for those who didn't hear that show or don't know about this new product that you guys have developed, could you just explain what it does and the benefits it has to clubs, Steve? Yeah, thank you, Gabe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, about a year ago, we we were talking more conceptually, uh, you know, of this product that we had discovered and uh, we're bringing to the industry, and uh, it, it's it's simply a software program uh, that has has been so uh, dynamically influential with with private clubs. And we were talking about back then as to you know what it might be able to do, and it was designed, uh, you know, to uh, interface in you know with uh, the the uh, private clubs uh, and their uh, point of sale uh, reservation systems, etc., and and give each member of the club a score that they would that would give them the ability to monitor their engagement and and to whether they which way they were trending at the club, uh, and it was you know more concept you know around clubs who are so focused right now on making data driven decisions. And rather than just being uh, philosophical, they wanted to be able to actually find that out. And so we introduced that. And it's been it's been really really successful. I think it's 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 such a needed uh, thing in our industry because I just you know you and I are both in the, the uh, membership marketing business, and we we know clubs focus so much of their time on the front end, meaning you know they're trying to get new members in the door, and not enough time focusing on the retention side. Why do you think retention is so important, Steve? Well, you're right, uh, and congratulations uh, on uh, your efforts in the industry and you know your uh, your 200th show and, and your four years doing this with Private Club Radio. My congratulations Thanks, on Steve. the impact that you've made uh, on the industry uh, in, a, in a variety of ways. And like you say, in a, in a branding and member and marketing, yes, clubs. You know the, uh, the 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 there's two words that both start with R, and you and I both know that everybody was focused on recruitment. Boy, recruitment. Boy, we need more members. Recruitment. And all of a sudden, they realized that retention was as equal, if not as more important, uh, than recruitment. That they were finding themselves enjoying 42 new members, but losing 47, and gaining 37, losing 39, uh, and treading water. And that it was just as important to retain uh, the income uh, and the importance of those individuals. And clubs started to focus. But what was funny, Gabe, is that they didn't know where to go. And and gosh, neither did I. I was fixated on the concept, but I couldn't come up with ideas that actually were meaningful, tangible, uh, actionable until we discovered the software. And, and now uh, the retention uh, process has become uh, much more quantifiable and uh, practical. How did you go about discovering this, by the way? Gosh, it was, it was, it was an individual, a good friend of mine, a golf professional by the name of Tom Coburn. Uh, you know, I uh, came up with the software and the algorithm uh, and to make a long story short, you know, the old, uh, you know, the story about I, I liked the company so well, I bought it. You know, the, the, <laughs> I think it was Gillette. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tom and I entered into a business deal where we're now business partners uh, and uh, co-owners, you know, of, of the company and the software. And so Tom has now come to work and his sister Heather uh, with Creative Golf Marketing offering this. So uh, it was another individual who came up with the idea and I was so enthralled with it uh, that we had clubs asking for it and he had produced the software and so it was a a, a great marriage that's fantastic my next question for you is 
I know you mentioned it in the literature that uh, a spending report is not necessarily a true indicator of membership satisfaction. What what does that mean for you, and and why 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 is it not such that way? Yeah, well, what we discovered was you know you can have a person who you know has a comes out and has a wedding or you know has spends a whole bunch of money at the club on one month, et cetera, and he, and he looks as though they're a, a large user of the club. As a former golf professional and general manager at clubs, I, I realized that there were a, a number of members who utilized my club, but it wasn't because of how much they spent. Uh, and so almost every club would look at spending reports for retention, and all it was was a snapshot of just that month. You know, the, the Aloises, uh, the, they were in the top 10% you know, of spending. And let's say that Steve Graves and his wife, because I travel so much, gave and et cetera, we were not spending a great deal more than our dues and our minimum. But that didn't mean we weren't happy members. Right. That didn't mean that didn't mean we were poor members. As a matter of fact, you know, heck, I've had clubs say members who say, I spend a lot of money at the club. I'm a great member. Not necessarily. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're usually the ones that complain the most, aren't they? <laughs> sometimes, yes. And so what we discovered was it, it was just a snapshot. It wasn't really telling us uh, you know, a really specific aspect with regard to the trend of the individual. A little bit like, you know, we're going to talk about my health, you'd said you know, later. It's a little bit like weight loss. You know, I, I had gained a bunch of weight. Uh, and if you just take a picture of me at one time, you're going to see me heavy. Uh, three or four months later, you're going to you take a picture of you and you're going to see me lighter. But there was there was a trend in between there that was subtle mm-hmm. that uh, might not have been picked up on, and and more often than not, it's the opposite. You're seeing a person gaining weight as opposed to losing weight. Well, this report picks up on those trends, uh, and it shows a person that they're starting to trend more away from the club, or, and this is very exciting for our for our clubs, many clubs because of ideas, tactics, strategies, to. Uh, get members coming out to the club, it also sees their score going up. So that if you're you know, a membership director and you are concerned about the Smiths mm-hmm. and you contact the Smiths and you, you give them some free golf lessons and et cetera, and all of a sudden the Smiths score that is picked up on not just spending but reservations, handicap, how many scores they've posted, et cetera, uh, they could be walking the golf course and not, and not paying any cart fees but the, but the software is picking up on the fact that they're out there, their score is going up, and now that staff member is complemented by the trend that has changed in a positive fashion. I think that's a great analogy. I, I love the the photograph, and you're you're 100 percent right. Um, you know, it's for instance, I I just looked at my member statement, and I hadn't been to the club one time in a month. But it's not because I'm I'm dissatisfied in any way. It's just I've been traveling, the kids, and and, and life gets in the way sometimes. But uh, I love I love that for sure. Uh, what are what are some of the specific ways, Steve, that the software helps identify the the at risk members or identify the the ones that are trending in the, in the right direction? Well, the other thing that's great about this, thank you for asking that, is the the beauty of the software that Tom developed is when when it is first interfaced, you know, into the Jonah system or the North Star system or in any of the systems that uh, it goes into. It starts out by going back five years. So the Aloises, would, it would go back five years of all of your spending, usage, etc., and you would start out with a score. So five years ago, uh, Gabe, the Aloises might have been an 80, got a score of an 87. Right. You're using the club, etc., 
And all of a sudden, five years later, and this will be the first report that comes out, you're a 76. Mm-hmm. Well, immediately the club sees that the Aloises are trending away from the club. That doesn't mean you're an at-risk member, but it's something that you should now pay attention to. So the nice thing is, is from the very beginning, the first report that a club gets goes back you know, two, three, four, five years and, and has you immediately understanding the trends of a member. Uh, as opposed to, you know, if, if you any other system would just simply start from that very beginning, and you would have to start wondering, you know, whether the, how, how the Aloises were trending. Interesting, very interesting. So let's say we identify the Aloises as a as a an at risk member. What would be some of the recommendations that you would give clubs in order to potentially save them from resigning? You know that that's. What we love about the brilliance of this is we think that membership retention is not looking how the Aloises compare to the rest of the members, but how the Aloises compare to their usage over a period of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the story that I you know told you of your score going from 87, you know, to 72 or 76, we, we now call that an intervention. Now, primarily be the membership director would have the ability to contact you. And, and you know who I hope they contact, Gabe? It's your wife. Sure. Uh, and, and they contact and, and say, Mrs. Aloisi. And, and it can be in the form of an email, personal contact, uh, anything that says, we're interested in you. We all know as human beings, we love human contact. It's why we're all members of private clubs. We want to be recognized. And it can simply be, gosh, we haven't seen you out at the club as much. And, and you, you made a comment earlier in the conversation. Oh, we're with the kids, we're, boy, we're at the soccer games, et cetera. And so they say, oh, so it, it's nothing wrong at the club? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, heck, you know, we're just so busy with the kids. Oh, well, good. Well, we were just concerned. We hadn't seen you out at the club enough. Uh, it, it can be, you know, here's a, here's a gift certificate for you to come out and, and have, you know, bring, have, have, come out and have drinks. Mm-hmm. Here's a free golf lesson. Something that says, without saying to you, gosh, we think you're trending away from the club. Mm-hmm. It's clearly more subtle and professional than that. But it's showing interest. The the story that I tell, uh, we all have our own personal stories, but I happen to have a, a, a wife of 42 years that has celiac disease. She, she cannot eat wheat. Mm-hmm. So let's say that we were trending negatively at the club, and we got this phone call, and Nancy said, gosh, you know, quite frankly, the, the menu just doesn't have enough uh, items on the menu for us you know, to enjoy, mm-hmm. and particularly my wife Nancy, because when we go out to eat, the first thing we look at in any town we go to, she pulls her celiac disease wheat, I mean, excuse me, uh, app up, and mm-hmm. we look and see who's got the best things for her. Wow. So if my club all of a sudden, and they listen to her and said, oh, no problem, well, we'll put some of those things on the menu. Now they have ingratiated themselves to my family. We're going to be coming out to the club and having dinner there. We're going to more apt, more apt to bring friends because now... Anytime we go to eat in our community, our friends always go where Nancy can eat or right. cannot. You know, or we don't go to places she cannot. Right. So it's, it's things of that nature where they're listening to what the person says. And if, they, if it's vegan or a number of issues, if they hear those enough times from enough people who are trending away, they can make adjustments. That's great. So it's just, it's just as simple as picking up the phone and, and giving a little bit of a personal touch. I, I love that. Steve, the, the, what I also love about your software is when you identify – in the positive direction, you can actually start to reward members um, who are, are using the club more. Tell us about that. Yeah, you make a great point. And, 
gosh, you and I have been in the business a long time. We all know who the big spenders are. You know, so it's it's easy to you know thank people for the people who you know buy all the cases of wine and, and et cetera. But what really is neat is when you're seeing individuals who are just the normal members of the club start to assimilate so much better because the the, the golf professional has been giving you know ladies golf lessons and spouses are coming out and playing more golf. And so remember, these are all data driven decisions. So if the Smiths who were 55s, you know, their scores of 55, and the, and the youngsters in the junior golf program starts to play a lot more golf, and their score goes up to 58, to 63, to 65, you have the ability, you know, to, in fact, when you see them at the club, say, like, I see you're enjoying the club so much more. Congratulations. You know, uh, you know here's, here's a free – next time you come, bring, you know, bring a free guest. You, you have the ability to also – Thank people who are now using the club where subtly you would not have picked up on it. Right. And I think that's the key thing about our software game is that it picks up on subtleties that commonly – there's a phrase in the industry, and you and I have heard it a million times. When a person quits a club, they always say, I don't use the club enough. Mm-hmm. Once a person says that, their trends, they probably are gone. What our software is designed to do is to catch you when you're not using the club as much. Right. The difference between as much and enough are game changers. And so the software picks up on the subtleness, both as you had identified, thankfully, a person using the club more where they're congratulated, they're thanked, they're shown appreciation for how much more they're using the club. And it doesn't have to be the guy who's at the bar every single you know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday drinking a whole bunch. We already know that guy uses the club a lot. Right. That's not the person we're going to and thanking. Mm-hmm. It's the it's it's the more common member who has found themselves being a more prolific user of the club and being able to have the data prove that. I love it. And question for you then: So can you can you differentiate the you know this person's been bringing more guests, you know, and this other member's been yeah. drinking more at the bars? You can you can identify those individual points where their usage has gone up. Yeah, that's the that's the brilliance of Tom's algorithm. Uh, it's picking up on how many guests that a person is bringing, and including you know if all of a sudden the number of guests that they're bringing Gabe are down, their score is going to go down. Mm-hmm. If the number of guests that they're bringing goes up, and, and it's looking at trends, uh, and it's looking at all of the usage, any point that the computer is is able to identify through the algorithm of usage, whether there's money spent or not. It, it can be guests being brought to the pool and just signing in the guests at the pool. The algorithm is picking up on the usage of these individuals. And if they if they continue to bring the exact same number of guests, it's just going to show them at a 75 every single month, 75, 75, 75. But if all of a sudden their guest usage goes down, they're going to see that subtle difference. I like the the fact that you have a number because in a way it's it's you're kind of gamifying the process you know i could see clubs using this to say hey you know on average our members are at a 75 what can we do this month or this quarter to get our average up to 78 or 80 or something like that and so you can actually uh, have a lot of fun with this score i li- i really like the concept well thank you because that that's what was the other thing if there's a if there's a negative in here it's that some people if a person has when the club gets their first report, everybody will have a score. Well, everybody goes to look and see what their score is. Well, if the Aloises are a 50 
and the Graves are a 70, that doesn't mean that the Aloises are worse members. It's just that's, that's the usage pattern that they're having. And let's say the Graves are a 70. You know what that means? We're probably playing more golf because right. there mm-hmm. is a spending component. Sure. If I'm renting carts and I'm taking some lessons, et cetera, the only way to become an, a 90 or a 95 or a 100 are the golfers because, uh, again, obviously you know, we, we're working with the, with the Cornell Club that has you know, non-golfers to it. So uh, you don't have to just be a golfer to score 100. But the more you're using all activities of the club, the more your score is going up. It doesn't make you a better member. It just tells you the, how much usage you're having at the club. How is this data then disseminated to the membership directors or the general managers? Is it a report they get monthly? Is it something they can pull on demand out of the system? Tell us about how that works. Yes. And listen, you and I both know this industry. Everybody wants the simple button. Everybody wants the easy button. And uh, there are so many, every computer system, every software program, they could sit at a terminal and, and get all this information. Our algorithm just spits out a report every month. And so it's, it gives four reports. The report of all the members and their scores. It gives them a list of the negative trending members. And not, not just everybody who goes down from 78 to 77. It's only going to show the, the, the big adjustments. So if you've gone from a 78 to a you know, 71, you're going to be on the report. Right. If you're 78 to 76, you're not going to be on the report. Mm-hmm. It also shows the positive trending members, you know, from a 51 to a 59. It's going to show up on the report you know, for you know, attaboys and girls. And the last one, Gabe, which is almost the most important report, is the new member report. That is showing on a monthly basis their scores of how they're assimilating well into the club. You and I both know that the first year of a private club membership is the most vulnerable year. So this report is showing every single month to the membership director how these new members are assimilating. And it's (laughs) it's pretty fluid. Uh, you know, a, a new member will join a club and buy five shirts and new, you know, a new set of irons, and all of a sudden, you know, they're a 97, and the wife says, "Hey, Gabe, our club bill is two thousand right. dollars." So you might go from a 97, you know, down to a 78. Sure. Uh, so it's fluid, but it's going to show. But worst case scenarios, if all of a sudden the Aloises join, and we're into March and April, and you're and you're you're a nine, you're a 12, you're a 16, immediately the club membership director is able to come and make sure you're assimilating properly. And you, you may be overwhelmed. You may be a little uh, nervous about, you know, usage of the club. This report will show that. Mm, I'd love that. Talk about some of the successes you've had. I know you've had some, some pretty significant ROI with some of your clients and, and some success stories. What, what are some that stand out for you, Steve? Yeah. Uh, Marcus King at Overlake Country Club uh, in the Pacific Northwest, uh, you know, sent us a, a letter that was amazing where with, with the utilization of the, uh, our ally report, uh, his attrition rate has dropped from 11% to 4%. Wow. Now 7% is an astronomical amount of, I, I hate to monetize everything, but it's an astronomical amount of money that has been retained by people who otherwise might've been trending away from the club. Uh, but more so, uh, it, it allows him to address member usage and engagement. Of, and, and in his letter that he re- wrote to us, he identifies his most engaged and least engaged members and uses that data to address the needs and satisfaction of both. And it's, it's shown itself uh, in going down by 7%. Mm. Another club, 
and this is where you and I have seen the biggest drop in the private club industry is, is golf usage. So Ricky Meyer at Squire Creek, uh, which is in Louisiana, uh, is thrilled because he's particularly interested in monitoring specifically golf usage. Now, again, that's how many lessons people are taking. That's how many carts they've rented. That's how many uh, handicaps you know, that they have, uh, you know, how many times they've posted scores, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's not just how much spending, and he's been able to monitor golf usage because he, what, what he was losing were people who were downgrading mm-hmm. or quitting the club. And this has been able to have him immediately catch, and he wanted to go specifically to golf so that he could keep his golf, golf memberships up. So those are two examples. That's of, awesome. And then Cornell Club, you know, as I shared with you, no golf at all, uh, but it has able to, you know, uh, drill down and personalize uh, you know, at-risk members uh, with regard to their usage so that they can personalize you know, uh, communications with them to make sure that they're coming out to the club uh, and not trending away. I love it. That, that's, that's fantastic. How, and you, I think you heard you mentioned before, but this is a system that can kind of bolt on to uh, what a club has, like a Jonas or a Club Essential. Uh, if you've already got that type of software, this can, yeah, can be what, like, what augment Tom it? Was, what, Tom was, what Tom was brilliant on this is it's just a, it's an interface uh, into you know four T's uh, in, you know, their reservation system into Jonas into uh, you know Northstar all of the systems it allows it to interface into and you know acquire that the algorithm you know goes in and you know interfaces into their accounting system interfaces into the reservation system and then produces these reports always before you'd have to have kind of an Excel spreadsheet. That would be and, and analyzed from it. So this is an interface where the analysis is done by the software, producing the monthly report. Yeah, that's awesome. If folks want to get maybe a demo from someone on your team or learn more about this, what's the best way to do it, Steve? Yeah, thank you. Uh, they can contact us at Creative Golf Marketing. Uh, they can go onto our website and take a look at it. Uh, you know, www.creativegolfmarketing.com. They can contact us here at the office at one eight hundred five two six Eight seven nine four. There is a. Uh, I will tell you. We'll, we'll do a private club radio special. We have a five hundred dollar. Uh, uh, this this will help you with regard to your audience. We have a five hundred dollar uh, interface fee you know, to it. We'll waive it if they if they mention that they heard on the private club radio. We'll waive it for them. Uh, and then there's a two hundred eighty five dollar monthly fee subscription fee. What we're proud of, I, I hate to you know, make sales pitches. The nice thing about it is, is if you save one member, even in the lowest category of dues, one member is saved by the attrition, it pays for itself. Right. I love that. Yeah, that, that price sounds like it's too good to be true. So I, I hope that our listeners will absolutely take advantage of that because I think that having that data to be able to go to your board with, to be able to just run the daily business is so valuable and yeah, it's a it's great piece of software well, that make, people I need to mention, check out. Thank you. Matter of fact, uh, the uh, Millbrook Club uh, in Connecticut, uh, his the controller said specific. Our goal was to find a way to provide more detailed data to our committees and staff. Mm. So this allows the membership committee, the social committee, uh, you know, to see a report showing how their you know their golf committee how specifically their members are using the club so that the committee can make decisions with the staff. Wow. Very cool. I love that. I love that a lot. I definitely hope 
you will take advantage of Steve on his offer there and learn a little bit more about that software. Steve, before I let you go, though, I want to just kind of get into a couple of other uh, topics with you. And first off, I know you just came on as education partner with the CMAA. Congratulations on that. Tell us about what you have in, what you have in store with the with the education. Thank you very much. Yes, we are so proud to be a, a supporter. We've been a longtime supporter of the CMAA, and we just uh, uh, signed a four-year contract uh, with uh, CMA to become the education partner. Uh, we're, we're, we are now on the faculty uh, of the CMAA. I just uh, came back from uh, uh, Atlanta at Georgia State University the past two months, uh, doing the first time ever for the BMI. They have a membership marketing module of the uh, Business Management Institute, cool. uh, and it was a five-hour five class where we talked specifically about marketing, uh, and we're going to be also doing uh, membership marketing summits, somewhat similar to what Compliment and Keebler have been doing with governance summits and et cetera. We're going to be doing membership marketing summits nationwide uh, to allow uh, members of the CMAA to get you know, a, a much more specific uh, and deep dive into the intricacies and complexities that, that you and I talk about on a daily basis, and it's become so important uh, for them with regard to uh, that niche of education that, that commonly has not been you know, quite as prolific uh, for the general manager or the uh, uh, you know, member of CMAA. So we're very proud uh, to have been uh, s- selected to uh, participate in that relationship, and, and uh, it's just started and, and uh, thrilled to have that opportunity. Cool. Can't wait to see what comes out of that, Steve. That that sounds like a, a really nice thing. Uh, I like the idea of the membership marketing summits. That's fantastic. Um, last you. question for you on more of a personal note. I know you've gone through some pretty scary things personally in the last year and, and probably folks want to hear how you're doing and, and, and what you went through and, and some of the lessons you learned. So if you don't mind, take us through that, Steve. Yeah, I, uh, well, you know, uh, what, what I did learn is that uh, you, you, you should listen to your body. Uh, you should pay attention to, uh, you know, what's going on and take better care of yourself. And I kind of kept this quiet, but uh, June 10th, uh, they uh, threw me on a uh, helicopter and a life flighted me to the hospital and had uh, open heart surgery, uh, quadruple bypass surgery. I had two arteries that were 99% blocked and two others that were 60% blocked. And I was one of those guys that, uh, you know, always find an excuse, Gabe. Yeah. I don't have time to exercise. I've got to catch an early flight. And I, I need to have that Marriott cheeseburger at night because <laughs> I had a nice business deal and, and uh, you know, tell my wife that I, I couldn't take the time. And so I'm, I'm now five months later, I'm 20 pounds lighter. I'm exercising every day, uh, eating a little better. I'm not going to tell you that I'm, mm. I'm not eating tree bark, uh, right. but I'm doing better <laughs> than I did before. Uh, do have a big scar down my chest, but, uh, I've got a new outlook on life, a lot more energy and, uh, thank you for your concern. And, uh, I, I, I didn't die, but I was close to it. Uh, but, uh, now I have a, a very exciting outlook on life and, and, uh, exercising every day and eating better. Thank you. I got to imagine it gives you a lot of perspective. And, you know, what would be your advice for managers out there who live the type of life that you and I have experienced all the time? You know, what would what would be some of the lessons out there for, for managers or for other people in this industry? And what have you learned from this process? You know, Gabe, I'm, I'm the same idiot that so many people are. And I'm just going to tell you what you and I both know. I didn't have balance in my life. Uh, and you know, they, they just, they must have balance. They've, they've got to enjoy their family. They've got to exercise. They've got to take time. They've you know got to keep away from the stress. 
and all of those things are so easily said, uh, but it takes discipline. And uh, I, I didn't have the discipline, as I shared with you privately. Uh, you know, when when my two boys uh, and my wife, I had that uh, cats in the cradle moment as I was when I was as I was going into heart surgery. You know, not knowing whether I'd come out or not, and I certainly wasn't wondering whether I should have worked harder, whether I should have you know gotten on more planes. I looked my boys in the eye and you know, told them how much I cared for them and, and had regret. So uh, I'm trying to overcome that, you know, regret by be, being a better father and a better husband and having a better balance. And I would suggest people, you know, take my uh, experience and realize it can happen to anybody that you've just got to take better care of yourself and have much, much better balance. And I, I encourage you the same way. You've got a young family and you're a very successful guy doing a lot of traveling, you know, that you, uh, Make sure you have that balance in life. I've fallen into those traps myself, absolutely, and 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 same thing with me. It wasn't as as serious as your surgery, but just having my little surgery on my leg and not being able sure. to walk, and and the reason that I broke my leg was because I was out of shape and I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, it quit, it was a little bit of a wake up call, and and we all need that sometimes, but. I hope folks don't have to wait for that wake-up call. I hope uh, stories like yours uh, inspire them to, to to make the change before they need to have that Gabe, call. You, you, you know what we needed? We needed the Ally report showing our health trend. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, there's, there's my segue. There's, there's my segue. Perfect. You know, into uh, my sales pitch. I, I didn't have that trending report that picked up on the fact that I just become <laughs> fat and out of weight, you know, out of shape, and and uh, didn't have much blood going through my arteries. I can't wait to see you roll that out for the Club Spawn Fitness Association next year. I can't wait to see that software. There you go. It's a great idea. Thank you. We'll do that. Thank you. Steve, well, once again, tell us again one more time where we can see that software you just built, the Activity Level Indicator software. Yeah, thank you. It's our ALI Activity Level Indicator software. It's a Creative Golf Marketing, www.creativegolfmarketing.com, 1-800-526-8794. And again, we'll waive the setup fee of $500 for anybody who mentions Private Club Radio. And, and Gabe, I, I can't thank you enough for what you've done for the industry. All of us who have had the privilege and pleasure to be on your radio show, you've made a profound impact on us, and I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Hey, Steve, I really appreciate that, and it's because of guests like you that uh, we, I get up and do this every Monday. So thanks for being a, a wonderful guest. 200 times. Yeah. 200 <laughs> times. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's right. discipline. That's amazing. <laughs> thank you, sir. Well, I enjoyed our chat, and I hope to have you here again on Private Club Radio sometime soon. Thank you, Gabe. Enjoy your trip to Qatar uh, in Dubai. And may, people may not know that you're going over there to speak uh, on education uh, there at the end of November. Be safe. Uh, congratulations. And you know what an, what an accomplishment and privilege that you have there. Thank you, sir. Well, I'm joined once again by founder of MemberText, Justin Baer, on to give us some advice on how we can use text messaging to better inform our membership. Justin, how are you today, sir? Doing great, Gabe. How you doing? I'm doing great. So we all know in the news, there's been some some action out in California with these wildfires. Those types of natural disasters, I think, are just a perfect time for platforms like Member Text to really shine. So tell us about tell us about your thoughts on how you can use natural disasters like these wildfires to better inform members, Justin. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this past, I guess, two weeks ago, they had some fires down in Southern California, kind of in Brentwood area uh, in L.A. We've got a couple of clubs there, and then it kind of moved up north as well. And I think what was awesome about 
well, it wasn't awesome, but it, but what was nice that I heard from clients in those areas is that everything, you know, they're like running around with their heads cut off. Everyone's frantic. Um, they don't have, you know, 35 minutes to sit down and write some long email to let members know, hey, we're evacuating. Right. Everybody's safe. The buildings are fine. They've got like two minutes. And so they can hop on member text. They can do it from their phone. They can do it from their computer. And they're let, you know, they can send out, you know, an alert to membership. And then on the flip side, the membership, they don't have time either. They're running around. They're trying to get their dogs. I have cousins out there. They had their three dogs living in a hotel with them. Oh it's like they're not reading as much email as they normally do. Right. But, you know, they've got 10 seconds to just hear, you know, in a short text what's going on and to just get a quick update. Um, and, and I think we, we see that as a trend. It's just, just people, you know, obviously in emergency scenarios, you know, everything's kind of fast forward. But right. just in general, people just don't have the time. They don't want to read 800 words in an email to learn something they could have learned in 10, in 10 words. So exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's been really, it, it's been a, it's been a great, great tool for them. And thank goodness, um, you know, every, all, at least all, all our clients are, are safe and, and the clubs haven't been affected. Yeah. There's been some clubs that have had some really close scares. I think I've got one client out there and there, the fire was within two to five miles or something of their clubhouse. And that can be, really scared. I can just imagine like you don't, you're, you're not going to be taking the, the, uh, the image of the person running out with the desktop computer and their monitor in the other hand on the, you know, that just doesn't happen. Right. That's cool that you can actually send these messages right from your phone. So member text has its own application that people can download from the iTunes store or from the Android store then. Um, it's actually a web-based, so it's a web-based application. You don't need to download any app, Even better. but we, yeah, Yep, so they can obviously do it from a browser, but we do have a really cool feature that we launched this past um, year, which we call kind of authorized numbers. And this comes into play a lot of different ways. Uh, most clubs kind of use it where their superintendent, who is usually not the most tech-savvy right. person, mm-hmm. and they don't want to give that superintendent access to the whole list, you know, to the whole account. What we could do is we can actually enable the superintendent's cell phone, like his or her actual number. And we could do this not with the super, but really anybody. And if it's a tennis pro or, um, and basically give them a number and say, like, when you text this number, it's going to go out to the golf group, you know, the golf text group. So they don't have to log into anything. I mean, they could logging in takes seconds. You know, it's very simple, but even if you want to dumb it down, even make it even faster kind of for the emergency purposes, they could just go on. They know when you text this number, whatever you text that number is going to go out to membership. That's awesome. Yeah. Pretty, pretty nice little little feature. That is cool. So you could enable just the golf professional to just be able to text the golf members, the tennis professional, just do the tennis members and so on and so forth then. That's really cool. Yeah, exactly. So obviously we're talking about disasters, but let's talk, maybe we'll, we'll end on a positive note and talk about things that could happen post-disaster. <laughs> um, so for instance, there's been clubs that maybe their clubhouse uh, was burned, but now they're renovating that clubhouse or they're building a new clubhouse or something like that. Talk about how you could use this platform in order to inform your membership on on the improvements coming to the club, Justin. Yeah, I mean, what we hear is that you know, usually when there's improvements, that there's other disruptions at the club that happen. And 
you know, things open, hey, we're going to open our pavilion for lunch, but we're going to close our main dining room, you know, as they kind of get up to speed and open at 100% capacity, you know, there's always kind of these disruptions and just keeping the membership notified and updated. That's all they want to know, right? They just, just let me know what's going on at the club, where I can eat, where I can't, what I can do, you know, where I can't go, how are things going? You can send photos of the renovations um, as well. So, yeah, so I think it's a, you know, it's super simple. And also as winter's coming now, we're getting, I'm getting a lot of disruptions on, you know, obviously in the, in the DC area, mm-hmm. you know, they closed our North course. Now they're closing, you know, nine, you know, every day it seems like something's happening and right. they're keeping members up to date. That's awesome. And then it'll be nice in the spring when they're going to be reopening and you'll get all those text messages as well, I imagine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's when it gets exciting after you've had four long cold months, you know, in the mid Atlantic or whatever. Justin, I, I, it never ceases to amaze me the youth cases for member techs. I really hope that folks will check it out. Tell us your website once again, Justin, where they can learn more and get a demo. Sure. It's membertext.net, membertext.net. And you can always call me or text me 410-935-1999, 410-935-1999. We can get you set up with a demo and show you how, how some other clubs probably in your area are using it. Um, but yeah, give us a give us a buzz, and it, it's inexpensive. It's super easy, and you know, kind of the main thing with texting is it's got a ninety eight percent open rate, whereas your emails probably have thirty right plus or minus. That's what I love about it. I love the ease of use. I love that it's so affordable. Definitely check it out, membertext.net. Thanks, Justin, for being on Private Club Radio with us. Thanks, Gabe. Appreciate it. Well, that's going to wrap things up for episode two hundred and three. I'll catch you back here next week on Private Club Radio. And until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.